Welcome to TFI Cast. I'm Jeremy. I'm not. Who are you? I am not Jeremy. You are not Jeremy. This week, Jeremy is joined in studio by not, not Jeremy. Jeremy. Not Jeremy. What have you been doing I'm with yourself lately? I've been doing everything Jeremy's not been doing. <laughs> oh, so that includes making some records, possibly making some movies. Oh yeah, I've been uh, I've been cooking a lot of tenderloin. Jeremy's been doing nothing, so you must have been really busy oh, this yeah. last couple I've of weeks. I've cooked my toenails three times in yeah, the last my, week. You should see my toenails. <laughs> they're out the window. They're so freaking long. It's ridiculous. It's gross. You new shoes, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I bust them through. I don't even Indian wear shoes guys anymore. That it curls around and around and around. And <laughs> I'm working on that. You know, I called Guinness, but they said I got about 15 more you could, years maybe of you could Maybe you could donate them like they do with the hair when you grow your hair so oh. long. The poor kids that have... Oh, no, no fingernails. No, they have like radiation therapy. And they, okay, <laughs> See, did we already take it too far? Damn it! I'm sorry. Let's start over. No. Oh, okay. Welcome to. That's kind of funny, actually. My name is Jeremy. Hi, uh, I'm Eric. Uh, we're actually. talking about Heinz Spotted Dick Sponge Pudding this week. We're brought to you by not Carl Heinz's Spotted Dick because no. that Heinz Ketchup Spotted Dick. Teresa Heinz Carey, if you're listening. We have your spotted dick. Oi, if you've been looking for it <laughs> in the cupboard. If you went to the cupboard and your cupboard was bare. That's here, because I have your dick. Your bone's in the can right here. Last week, we were out of the studio. Ooh. The studio. Uh, we were out, so we played you uh, one from the archives. And it was kind of a downer. Well, actually, it was a fun episode. I had a lot of fun putting the music together. It was the only time I was ever able to, or I, I think I'll ever be able to put. Willie uh, Nelson. No, it was uh, Ministry. Remember the industrial band Ministry? Oh, sure. And, just uh, had their final tour. Hannah Montana, M- Miley Cyrus. I have never heard her music ever. Play- well, it's Tina Her new music. hit just is the number one on the pop charts, isn't it? Though. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one that I put in there. You, so where did you get that? I you bought it. Found it on the. It doesn't matter where I get these things from. They. It's on the last <laughs> week's podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, so it was kind of fun to Miley, put together. We, we apologize, but for uh, indiscretions. Here's the thing that may have been perpetrated. I was listening to it on playback, and I realized that we talked about two things that we always talk about: sex and drugs. I wish we rock don't talk about and sex and drugs enough, um, or well, rock and roll, quite honestly. So, politics. And stuff. Oh, politics and stuff. (laughs) You know what? Those are fundamentally interconnected. They are. And And that's why they always come up together with each other. Especially in this climate of the society that we live in right now. They are the glue right now that's binding. The glue that holds policy. You're doing it. You're doing it already. I was thinking that we need a change of pace because uh, I feel feel kind of... Pace? (laughs) That stuff's made in New York (laughs) York City. Get a rope. And so right, I was well, listening. Oh, so we're not going to pull out the crusty curmudgeon? No, no, no. He's gone. He's 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 under the table. He's the not. He's Jeremy. blowing me right now. Oh, he's he's <laughs> a goblin curmudgeon. The no, goblin curmudgeon. Not until you love America more than you already don't. I was listening to our. This serves two purposes. This serves a uh, promo purpose and a intro purpose. So I was listening Radio to promo. Our buddy Reepso, who, by the way, puts our episodes on every m- weekday at 10 a.m. Pacific mornings. time. And uh, he actually had our latest episode. I was surprised. I had The episode wasn't even two hours old on the internet, and he already had it playing on the... Uh, so he, did you did you send it to him, or did he rip it off? He knows the, the website. He knows where to get them from, but he just he had it, lickety-split. Well, I came home Monday, because that's when I put them out. I put on the, the, the Pulse Talk radio, and bam, there we were, talking about what I had just edited up on Sunday. Let me get to the real point. He had he uh, a cool. guest. His name was Ed Kraft, and I don't know his credentials, but apparently he is a person in the paranormal world. That's really neither here nor there. It just kind of got me thinking that maybe we 
should dedicate a podcast to the paranormal. And I know we tried this a little Ghost bit before. Oh, spirits. We tried it a little while ago with the pop that we had. Yeah, we just that just kind we of touched uh, that just it, yeah, that just kind of threw us on a for a loop and then we stopped for a while and So let's start. Do you believe there's what, oh God, what is paranormal? Jump into what's, this. What's paranormal? I'm in the deep end of the pool right now. Let's par- we'll, we'll swim to the shallow end and kind of dissect well, anything this. That's, anything bit. that's described as, as or defined as not normal. What is paranormal? Paranormal. So what is well, para? Type mean? in para. Well, you, you don't I mean, know what para is, means. But then again, you know what? Normal can be dis- described as something that's typically done by the majority of a population, but that doesn't make it right or good. Right. Sure. No. Right. I hear you. So if the majority of the population is is paranormal, then that would make everybody else know. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to go with. Well, here's story. one definition. It says refuse or rubbish. That mm. can't be right. How P-A-R-A-N-O-R-M-A-L. Do you well, I'm just looking R-M-A-L. up the, the, the prefix para. Well, para. What, I mean, the root of paranormal, well, is normal, but the descriptor. It's outside of the normal. Is that what para means? I outside? think so, yeah. Para, paraplegic. Well, what does paraplegic mean? Phenomena which seem to defy the no. Oh, here we go. Yeah, paranorm. I'm sorry. Phenomena which seems to defy the known laws of science. Parapsychology refers to the study of paranormal phenomena. Well, okay, it kind of describes. So then, paraplegic is like they can't describe what's wrong because it's a nerve. It's a broken nerve or something. Well, what is paraplegic? Yeah. It means quad, doesn't well, it? No, quadriplegic is where. Oh, you, so paraplegic you, is only paraplegic. That's is the, all in your mind. No, no, paraplegic means you don't have use of two of your limbs, doesn't that's, it? That should be biplegic then. Or quadriplegic do, means you don't have access. All four. All four. Access. So I can't get to my feet. That's because you're fat. <laughs> you're fatplegic. <laughs> Fataplegic. I'm obesaplegic. <laughs> but couldn't paraplegic mean pair, which is two paraplegic? Oh. So it's like a totally different route. Let's not go there oh. because we're yeah, probably just painting up. ourselves as... Uh, we're digging holes. Duh. We're digging holes. Um, spirits. Um, paranormal? Not necessarily spirits, but anything paranormal. I, I, I don't know. Here we go. Zeppelins. Are zeppelins paranormal? I guess to see one floating around now would probably be no, paranormal. They, no, they, they actually they're, they're making a resurgence. Well, like the Goodyear blimps? Yeah, I think Oprah's going to give a bunch of them away. <laughs> you get a Zeppelin! Wait a, a minute. Isn't that from The Onion? <laughs> no, that's us. Was that you? We, remember when we went to the vintage set oh, one time? And made that's that a unique TFI yeah, creation? Or 30, a list of 30 little movies we were going to make. Yeah. You get a Zeppelin. You get a Zeppelin. I don't want a Zeppelin. I saw what happened last time. Tonight on Hitler. Tonight Everyone on gets Hitler. a Zeppelin. Evelyn, you get a Zeppelin. <laughs> and you get a Zeppelin. But you with the black hair and the big nose, you don't get a Zeppelin. <laughs> You've been bad. You, go you to come the with us. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this has happened all before. I don't like where this is going. Um, case in point. Paranormal. Para. Paranormal. It's, it's twice as normal as regular. Maybe oh, it's more normal. It's extra normal. It's extra. Yeah, well. Uh, outside yeah, of the, sure. It's it outside of the normal. normal. Sure. Okay. Have you ever had um, a... Once. I have a baby. I must have. <laughs> uh, have you ever had... In uh, the butt? No. No. Ex- not an, I don't want to say it's an experience, a- but I want to say... <laughs> Have you ever experienced it? I've, have I ever had an experience? That's hard to say, Jeremy. Could you elaborate? <laughs> oh, I, I want you to kind of take this wherever to its natural progression. I, I think my mom told me about one time when I was about seven when I had an experience. <laughs> yes. How did that work out for you? I, I just, I, I woke up and I was all wet, you know. And <laughs> seven, My wow. sister was screaming and I, I just, I think I had bee stings all over my body. <laughs> 
Wow, crazy. <laughs> Sounds like The Shining. It, I, you know, I don't honestly don't remember it myself, but <laughs> I'm trying to ascertain whether or not there's a hint of truth in this story. It's I, okay. Well, is, is, now is should I build up to what happened? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay, we we took this rowboat. We lived on a lake that year, and we took this rowboat out that had been sitting upside down in this all summer. We flipped it over. We pushed it out in the middle of the lake, and I was about seven or whatever, and. A nest of bees happened to be all of a sudden somebody kicked it and it like fell from under the seat and just started going crazy. And she tried to save me and she threw me in the water. Oh, okay. I've heard the story. But that's not paranormal. No, but you just said if I ever had an experience. That certainly is an experience. So I woke up wet with bee stings all over my body. So yeah. So maybe mostly it's paranormal stories you hear. If you don't talk about the backstory. Right. Then it's like, wow, really? Was it ectoplasm? (laughs) (laughs) It was bee spunk. Now, before we divulge too far, we're going to laugh and we're going to make fun, but we don't mean to make fun of people who are into the paranormal. Oh, I've, no, I've had... If, all right. <clears throat> you want me to lay out an experience that I've had? Sure. Okay. Why well, not? you remember Uppy. Uppy yes. was my grandfather. Yes. Okay. You remember the last time yes. we went to visit him. We yes. had Jupiter with us. We were in we the, nursing, the home, nursing home. And he was talking about... He's... Okay. To, to How old up, was he? He was 94. He grew up in Germany in Bremen. His father was like a, a ship. He wasn't a captain, but you know how you always kind of say, oh, well, my grandfather's father was a ship captain, but I don't think he was a captain. He was like a cook or something on the ship or whatever. <laughs> but, so anyways, he grew up because Bremen's a big um, city over there in Germany where there's a lot of ships and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's a seaport. Um, so he grew up over there. Um, I don't know what year he came over here, but... He, the way he, I understand it, he was like too after, young for World War One yep, and too of, old for World War Two. So he never fought in a war, but yep, he, he came over here. Remembers both, and he remembers both, and he grew up in that time. So you know, the, and the and the Zeppelins were were very big back then. Sure, you know? I mean, the sure. whole Hindenburg thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, here he is, ninety four, and we're going to visit him, and he had been kind of deteriorating for a long time. His his wife, my grandmother Omi, had died like ten or twelve years before, and. They I mean, up he is German for grandma and grandpa. Grandma it's like, and grandpa, yeah, it's grandfather, whatever. Quote, quote, yeah. real. <clears throat> so, and you were there, right? You remember I this? I was there. Yep. He was talking about, yeah, I don't know if he said he had a dream. But he said this, he dreamt the Zeppelins were coming to get him or a Zeppelin was coming to pick him up. Right, right. And like within, and it was like in a week or something or two weeks. Yeah, he was. And then he passed. He, yeah, he passed away. Um, he told me and Jenny to go have a happy life or happy ending. Like, oh, oh, so he was he was still. Go oh, live your time. life and have a happy ending. And then, kind of a little bit after that, he launched into his. Oh, and the Zeppelin is gonna come get me. Well, I don't remember much about that. But I, okay, the story that I have though is like the, the two weeks later or whatever. I was I was living in an apartment by myself. You saw a fucking Zeppelin fly by. Yeah, right. <gasps> and I woke up and there was one under my sheets. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> If that's taken up me away, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I've never seen a Zeppelin so big. <laughs> My goodness. Um, There's no way a man so can fit in that. I'm just glad it didn't start on fire. <laughs> okay, so... Anyhow. Anyhow, um, I was sleeping at this... I was on the floor. I had a, I had a twin bed on the floor. I'm sleeping there. And I swear, I woke up like at 3 in the morning, and he was like right in the room with me, and he was talking to me, and he was like... I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was just kind of a a general. I mean, the room didn't get cold or anything like that. But I swear he somehow you had a lucid he, he moment. He touched my my brain somehow on his way to the zeppelin when he chirped. Okay, you ever hear of chirping? No. Okay, no. I think it's Rudy Rucker. Hello. Hello. Yeah, we talked sure. about Rudy Rucker once in a while. Uh, but he might not even have coined the phrase. 
Um, I think it's actually a pretty popular science fiction idea where when you die, um, and other like aliens will do this or whatever, and other and aliens like learn to do it before they even die. But chirping is like compressing all of your information oh. into data and then sp spitting it across the galaxy. Okay. So that you don't actually die, you just jump. All your information jumps, but you become like a like a wave or something. And if there's nothing to decompress it and and to turn it back into you know what you were, you'll just go forever. Okay. So if there's not a station to collect you or whatever, but like like I said, some people believe that it doesn't matter. You just have to chirp, and eventually, you know, a race, an intelligent race, will come along and collect you and collect you, and and that almost kind of ties into almost like a heaven thing. It's like, well, you know, you you chirp and you go and you know you might find your way or you might not. I don't know. So, anyways, when he chirped, I I kind of get this feeling that he did you collect he, some of his he chirp passed or? through like he he like made a plan to like okay I'm gonna like visit you know the, oh, visit, visit the family America. I'm gonna visit sure and I don't know, I've talked to my sister and then they haven't really said much about it but I don't know I just had this so wait a minute he was, so he was, was this there. the he, same and night? I'm pretty sure it was the same night I never confirmed it or anything okay. because but it was it damn, really, I, see I'm not really I don't close. focus on stuff like this I don't dwell on stuff like this it was just it was like the pop it was like whoa wow look at that what was that you know I woke up or you heard it and it was like oh and then yeah, we maybe talk about it. You might have brought it up, but it's, it sounds kind of silly if you bring it up and talk to people. You know, it's like, yeah, I think I mentioned it to my mom, and she was like, oh yeah, because it's an emotional time, and and any right. little story I, you can tell about that. But then inevitably, instead of like focusing on that and talking about it, and see, this is the thing why a lot of this paranormal stuff kind of gets lost is because usually it's 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 during times of, of severe emotional stress or sure, severe sure. emotional elation or whatever when this kind of stuff happens, and and to uh, deal with the aftermath of that emotional. Um, sure. Okay. You know, stress. You're you're not gonna focus on well, all the all this paranormal stuff happened. You're gonna be trying to get through it and get on with your life or whatever and talk right. through it. And then when you go back and think about it, it's like hmm, I don't remember exactly. How I wasn't really focusing on that because it was a part of my brain that I wasn't using or whatever. So I I have this feeling that he visited me on the way wherever he was going and so that's my story about Uppy. Okay. I don't think I've ever had anything like that happen now. I've had two um, interests in the paranormal, and I'll start with one, and we'll see where we go. <clears throat> I mentioned his name to you earlier today. It was Robert Monroe. Oh, and what, what did I say about him? You said that fucker owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> but that fucker died. That's like right. uh, oh, He died. <laughs> he took it with him. I think he died in 95. But he wrote a book uh, called like Journeys Out of the Body. Now, here's a guy. It's, this is going to sound probably crazy. Journeys Out of the Body, he wrote three books, and they were all Journeys Out of... Altered States. No, he didn't write Altered States. Have you seen the movie? I did see the movie. <laughs> That's where he turned into, like, Sasquatch or something. Uh, it got kind of dumb at he the end. He turned into, like, a... Whatever, he channeled there was a like, beast there was like, or something. No, no, there was, like, uh, DNA that wasn't yeah. used, and he... He, he was able to tap into hallucinated, it. hallucinated, basically. Right. But it right. was building right, up right, to right, that. Right, that right. Was, it was a good movie up to that. Anyways. Anyhow, so... so Robert Monroe. He's this guy that... He, he was a, he's a doctor. He was a scientist. He was trying to study the effects of sleep learning, which is basically... What do they call that? Uh, oh, yeah. T tel um, uh, where, you, where you put a tape record... No, 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 no. It's not, that's not paranormal. It's where you uh, put a tape recorder under your pillow and you go to sleep right. and, and you learn. It's, it's, there's a word for... Uh, osmosis. Osmosis is water. No, 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 no. no. There's uh, here. 
I think. Well, you're right. There's reverse osmosis for water, but osmosis. Well, osmosis is the, is, the, is is cellular. It's like when how salts and stuff get across a membrane. It's not necessarily. Uh, well, there's another information going into the brain. There's another definition for osmosis. Well, possibly, but it just doesn't sound like here, it fits. Here, uh, osmosis releases energy and can be made to work. Wait, it, it's transporting things across a membrane via pressure differences. Oh. But but it could work because yeah, there's probably pressure differences of information. Maybe there's like a void of information in your head, here. and like it flows from high pressure. I know what you're talking about, and when you when you Google osmosis, you get the cellular so membrane. So ty well, type in sleep learning. But if you if you Google uh, learning via osmosis, you get first result is does learning by osmosis really work? Okay, so and so that's the definition I'm going. So off you're of. you were doing this with Robert Monroe. Me and Robert back before I was born were were sleep learning. But he was trying to study this, so he was playing tapes to himself, and he would fall asleep. But one day. While he was trying to do this sleep learning thing, he found himself outside of his body. Oh, astral projection. He huh? was having what he described as an out-of-body uh, experience. And this intrigued him. And so he spent years writing, trying to get back there. Trying to get back there and he did. He, I read... Uh, Doing all kinds of crazy drugs down in Mexico. No, he, well, according to his books, he didn't do any drugs. He, he really... Might all, maybe, <laughs> for the light bloating. He really got kind of, to me, where... I kind of believe like this was a possibility. And the way he described it was you would try to get yourself in between sleep state and awake state. And at that point, your body could reach this uh, paralysis with like a vibration feeling. And at that point, you could rise out of your body. And yeah, you could astral, astrally project yourself or you could visit places. Sounds kind of like lucid dreaming, but mm -hmm. where lucid dreaming is... You are awake in your dream, and you can control your dream, and crazy shit can happen. Mm -hmm. Your Nintendo can get up and walk yep. away. Well, and you can control it. And you can, tr you you can say, say, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to go catch it. I'm going to run yep. after it. I'm going to fly now. I'm going to... But, but the out-of-body experience takes place in the real world. You wake up. You get out of your body. There's a Nintendo there, and it's just there. It just there sits was, there. There was a show just the other night, and I think I told you this. I should have called you. Yeah, should have. On PBS, there was a woman describing um, how she was like on her deathbed, and they took her into the emergency room or whatever. And the doctor was operating on her, and she went out of her body, and she looked down and watched what the doctor was doing, and she said, "Oh, he's holding a looks like an electric toothbrush, uh -huh. and he's he's got like things this, that she couldn't have known. No way, no right. way. And and she's and he's got this uh, toolkit that looks, you know, like a toolkit that you'd get with your with your socket wrenches in it. Yep. And the doctor, when when this was all over, you know, she could describe this, and he was like." She was dead. She was basically dead. Yeah. And we, we brought her back. There's no way. I just got this tool, it, and he showed it. He said, he and he was a complete convert that that, that absolutely happened, that she was out of her body looking at it. So know? I don't remember the details because I'm 32 now, and I read these books when I was about 17. So I don't remember the exact details. But he talked about, you know, he started out slow. Like, he'd get out of his body and walk down the hallway and then go back to his body. And then he was able to go from there onto the astral plane. And on the astral plane, he was able to meet grandparents and fathers and people that he had known throughout his life that were dead and he could communicate with these people and it got kind of a little weird a little maybe uh, unrealistic but I I did believe in the ability to kind of project yourself out and, and, and inter not interact but um, witness things that were actually happening and it got to such a point and I don't see now I don't know if this was um, brought on just because I was reading the stories but one night I was sleeping and 
all of a sudden my body started vibrating and I couldn't move and I was asleep but awake you know if like between that uh, sleep and awake state thinking to myself oh my god I'm I'm gonna do it I'm gonna have an out-of-body experience but then listen to this I'm like wait a minute my body's vibrating and it felt like you know when your foot falls asleep it felt like my whole body felt like your foot does so I'm like I'm like, uh-oh, my juggler vein is pinched and my whole body is not getting any blood so flow right now. To, and, I'm, and so I'm like, uh, like wiggling like yeah. all my body parts. And then I, I wake up I'm like, fuck, I was about to, I was about to have an out of body experience because I woke up and like, you know, I, I, I was yeah. fine. I wasn't cold or anything. I was like, shit, shit. So I'm like laying in bed, like, oh, how do I do this? And I actually, you know, I went back to Robert Monroe's book and I'm flipping through it. And he actually detailed a process in which you could invoke this into yourself and it took me about 30 tries over 30 different nights to finally make it happen again. But when it happened again, I freaked out again. Mm. So every time I got into this state where my whole body was vibrating and I couldn't move, I finally, this is going to sound weird, but I, I wouldn't be able to move any part of my body except for my toes. And the only way to get myself out of this trance-like vibrating sta uh, so state was like wiggle my toes. And that would like slowly make this whole feeling whisk out of my body. Mm hmm <clears throat> I totally see where you're coming from because I've felt the same way. But I, yeah, and maybe where I'm like freaking. I'm laying there going, I'm awake, but I can't move my body, and I'm like, but was your Jesus entire Christ. body like feeling Jesus like Christ. it was asleep, like no. like your foot? Well, like the blood. It, no, because when I off. when my foot falls asleep, it hurts like hell. Yeah, I hate it. I can't stand well, it. Didn't hurt. Right. That's why when you say it felt like your foot was asleep, no. Yeah, I've 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 had. Have you ever woken up on your arm and you're like, oh my god. You can't feel you it. Can't you're like, move ah. it. It's like dead. But it doesn't you, like, hurt. But you're kind of no, worried. But you like you can't even move it. You're kind of worried that out. like. Well, I freak out too because you're kind of worried like maybe I'm gonna land on it wrong because I can't feel anything and I'm gonna like break. Well, I can't even move it and I'm like, my God, I must have been hurting it because there's no blood flow to right. it and I'm cutting. Well, that's besides the point. But the I'm point talking is, about is like that, that vibrating the whole body pins where and needles I'm feeling. I'm stuck. Okay. I can't move. I'm like, shit. I I am awake. Like all of a sudden I wake up and I'm like. I can't move. I cannot move. I'm like stuck in between, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's just like a, that's kind of like a like a reboot on the computer, you know, well, where yeah. where it's like, oh, all right, you just gotta reboot it and it'll be all right, you know. And see, I can I because can also because <clears throat> the brain is 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 more of a chemical thing, is more of an electrical thing, and the body is more of a physical thing. Although right. every movement, every muscle is controlled by electricity, there's still physical actions. Sure. The brain is strictly electrical. So I think the you know nature trying to. Uh, to rectify that that connection that's why if you have like a galvanized pipe and copper pipe you have to put a zinc um what's that called oh uh ground a, 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 um, a water a grommet uh you know what i'm talking about something that that so that it gets eaten away and so that oh the, the rod thing so that well, whatever maybe right, that's yeah, not yeah. a very good metaphor but i'm saying that the connection between the electrical non-physical you know, manipulation of the well, brain and and its energy and in its the sleep state, you're probably you're misfiring. You're I want to move whatever. my leg. I, well, sorry, was where, where are you moving. going with this? Are you uh, have you have you done it since? Have you ever gotten there? Have you no? Nope. Floating around? <laughs> nope. Have you? When was the last time? Have you ever? Uh, do you lucid dream at all? No. And that was another thing. I I I I um checked out a Carl Jung book. Oh my! And I think he was Schopenhauer. He wrote a He's number of books about book. lucid dreaming, and he came up with a technique and I encourage you to try it I could make the zeppelin <laughs> rise and appear at any moment under the bed sheets the trick is to use your pinky <laughs> the pinky no, zeppelin trick the trick was and if you ever have time or if you're interested in lucid dreaming at all 
I have memories of dreams that I had when I was 17 because of this technique. And what it was, go to, you would set your alarm for four hours after you went to sleep. So say you go to bed at 11 o'clock, set your alarm for 3 a.m. Yes, before you fall asleep, you have to get up and set your alarm. Ugh. What that does is, beep, 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 that, that's probably about the time where you're most... REM is setting in. It's yeah. You, that was the other thing is when got you're my lucid. Fine, I've got my lucid dream. When you're lucid dreaming, you're not in REM sleep. So lucid dreamers oh. tend to not be as rested as people that don't lucid dream, because your your brain needs uh, a break. Wait, you this said is you're what, not in REM sleep. You are not in REM sleep. Well, then why would they be less rested? Because REM sleep is supposedly what really. That's what rests you yeah. that's where your brain is and everything you You're, just said that lucid dreamers are, are not, not in REM, REM sleep. sleep right so they do it outside of REM sleep they don't get REM sleep typically oh. because the that's when you typically are most capable of doing the lucid dreaming oh, so they, is, never, they never get to that they never get to that oh. and if you're always lucid dreaming I wonder if Carrie has that you're as uh, conscious in your dream, you as you have, are when you're awake, but your you body's still have dreams. rested. You still have dreams. Yeah, but those are all random. That's just like your brain, just like I did this and puking, Dumping, and just like yeah. there's no rhyme reason. Uh, rhyme or reason. You can have. Although no, my dreams usually have a very succinct, succinct, distinct, succinct plot. Like a like okay, yeah. this is and this and this well, and this and that connects and then but probably also, but then it does jump. It's like see, oh, also we were a on lot a, of that a Viking is, ship and see, then we were wait, over wait, here wait. and then a lot of that is probably your interpretation upon when you wake up. Cuz a lot of times when I have a dream and I want to tell somebody about that dream, I connect the dots. Where I may have dreamt that I was here, then here and then here. Well, I got to make something up to connect me from how did I get from point A to point B well, to you point do? C? You do? I don't. Well, anyways. Like, oh, this and this happened here, and then okay. all of a sudden we were there, and then this and this happened. Sure. And then we were over there, and then this and this happened. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, so maybe those things were connected by this and this, but no, okay. I, I'll just, I'll spit it out exactly. Regardless. That's anyways, neither but, here nor there. What, what, so what REM is here sleep there. is what gets you sleep, and <clears throat> lucid dreamers have REM sleep. Do not have REM sleep. Or do not have REM sleep. That's typically when you're lucid dreaming. Because from what I've read. Instead of REM sleep. Right. When your your brain is as awake when you're lucid dreaming as when you're awake, if that makes any sense, your brain's not okay. getting rest. Okay. So you wake up physically exhausted from your lucid but dreaming. REM sleep is only like an hour a night or something, isn't it? I don't know what it is. It's pretty short. But if you don't get it and you need it, well, we don't need to really talk about that. <laughs> We're not doctors here. All I'm trying to do is explain how you can kind of bring on lucid dreaming. Yeah, how can you do it? And that's <laughs> describe this in his book. Jung's lucid dreaming with the pinky. Four hours after you go to sleep. Set the alarm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then wake up. And then wake up. Sorry. Yeah. And then uh, and then go back to sleep. And then, and then you'll... Hopefully you'll lucid Go dream. right back into REM. No, you won't go back into REM. Because or you go into lucid. It takes a few hours to get into REM. One of the practices for this is at 3 a.m. when that alarm goes off, you wake up and whatever's in your mind, you write down on a piece of paper. Immediately. Because you've woken up with a dream in your head. And, it, and when I did this, it never failed. I never woke up with, with nothing. I, would, I was always stirred out of some sort of dream. And so the three or four times I actually tried this, I wrote down those dreams on a piece of paper, and then you call it your dream journal. But you do that in the middle of the night, not when you wake up. Because if you've ever woken up the next morning and you've had a dream, you had, oh, i got to remember this dream, and you roll over. 
and it's gone. It's gone. Yep. You ever had that happen? It sucks. Sucks. That's what I this have a hundred of them. Exactly. A That's thousand. what this is. I, mean, I I wrote a whole movie in a dream. It must have been kind of a lucid dream type thing. And then I was like, all right, I'm so comfortable. I'm having this dream. It's a really brilliant story. When I wake up, I got to write down all the major plot points of this thing. And I woke up. I'm like, I got to get my paper and I got to get ready for work and I got to shot. Oh, uh, and then it was gone. Did you Poof. did you write the movie in your dream or did you watch the movie? I was making it up as I was going. Like it, it but, I mean, started. Were there characters and you were were you sitting there watching it or were you involved in it? Were you directing it with a bullhorn sitting in that chair going, no. okay, come on, let's get these guys I over here. I was an observer, but I was like a God observer where I was like, okay, this is what's going to happen now. And then it would happen. I didn't, it wasn't like I was like. So you movie. were the director. Yeah. But you weren't like I sitting there in a room with no. a pen. No. Or sitting on a computer like typing. I, so I wasn't writing anything, but it was I was you were the creating this story in my head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I've at least a thousand times where I've been like, wow, this is the coolest shit ever. La la la. And I'll tell Karen, she'd be like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. You but know, it's probably I, I, write it. I used to write them down. I wrote a bunch of them down. But uh, lucid but dreams. I've had lucid dreams where, I I this one dream, I could never fly, and it always pissed me off because my dad <laughs> would, would talk about flying. But you're supposed to. Too. That's the whole point of like a lucid dream is if you can lucid dream, you're supposed to be able to. I, I did it. It was a couple months ago, and I fly. finally I started thinking about it more and more, and I was like, God damn it, I want to fly in my dreams, you know. So, I I was in like a McDonald's or something. I don't know, and there was a there was a I could tell there was a huge story unfolding in front of me there was i knew there was i, I could feel like the the crackle of electricity <clears throat> and the anticipation of a, of a of a big epic journey or something in front of me that i had to you know i was the, the 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 protagonist and i had to solve these problems and 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 deliver the ring as it were Ooh, okay so sure. i was in this quest. mcdonald's or something but it was like way up like 30 stories up and and i was in this room or something and 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 i just i was like I, gotta, I, I wanted to get out of there, so I like I I could I, if I made a fist, I would w go to a wall and I would point at the wall and, and push at the wall and I would push right through the wall and and then I could fly, and I would just and then Sweet. I could see the moon and I I was flying around over these tracks and then there was like this McDonald's had a big parking lot and there was a bus parked on it and like underneath the parking lot there was like um, Native Americans buried or something and I had I had to somehow like. You know, there was retribution to be to be paid for these. So I somehow had to, I, but and I don't now. I get kind of fuzzy with it. But then I remember doing something there, and then and then there was a helicopter that came by and picked up a bunch of the people. And I, but but I remember being able to like go through walls with my. I, would ha I had to do this this thing though. I uh -huh. had to make trick. a fist and then yeah, with the pinky. It was the pinky zeppelin. No, I had to make a fist and then like point at the wall and then push at the wall and then I could go through it with my arm and then and then fly like. So, so that that was my lucid. So dream. that was a lucid. But how how long does that how long did that lucid dream feel like it lasted? Well, it felt like it lasted a half a life. Well, not maybe not half a life, but at least like a two-hour movie. Really? Oh yeah. Like how? I was I was like okay, I had to make decisions. Okay. I was making decisions, and then like repercussions from those decisions, and then um, and I don't know if I was controlling the repercussions of the decisions. I mean, probably at some level I was, of course, because it was all in my own head. Sure. But it felt like they were kind of like playing out on their own and then i had to like reflect on those you know um repercussions from those decisions i made and then have to make another decision and then do this and then and then but i could actually 
it was like I could see the future of this movie. It's like I had seen this movie before, so I kind of knew what was unfolding, and I knew what the what the what the final outcome of it was going to be. Uh huh. But I wasn't just like going through the motions. Right. I was still kind of living it new. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like if you if 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 you if you play a video game a lot and you get to know a particular character and his moves and and whatnot sure. and all his equipment, but then you all you you come to a new level. That's kind of like the old levels, but it, it's set up Slightly differently. Slightly different. Yeah, yeah, different. that's what it kind of felt like. You know what I mean? Huh. Huh. Because uh, I think in true lucid dreaming, and this takes practice from what I've read, like you can have lucid dreams where you control your own actions, but like in a true lucid dream or what I guess lucid dreamers aspire to do is you're supposed to be able to have complete control over everything. Supposed to be walking through a desert and be like, I don't want to be in the desert. I want to be in Disneyland. Boop, Disneyland appears. And now I want to go fly there. But that's from what I've read. Now, I've never really done it, I don't think, is that takes lots and lots and lots and lots of practice. But now, is lucid dreaming paranormal? Or is that just crazy shit that you can do? Well, um... Okay. Because the lucid dreaming and the out-of-body experience, all right, to all right, me, all right. feel like they could go hand-in-hand. Yep, hand. yep, yep. Um, out-of-body experience This is what I was thinking about paranormal. when you were talking about this, this Moline guy. <laughs> Robert Monroe. Robert Monroe. He's got his own institute. Google it. Robert Monroe Institute. Um, He's got students. He's no. Dead, but. Okay. So, and and uh, okay, and it really kind of struck home when you talked about he went to the astral plane and he met his grandparents and he met these people and he talked to them and blah blah blah. Well, okay. So lucid dreaming is this thing where you imagine just about any place in the world or in the in the non-world in your own creation of the world. And you can fly there. You can you can you know ride unicorns or do you can you know you can right. fight dinosaurs. Whatever you want to do. Well, as long um, as you, I mean, as long as you've seen these things or whatever, you can imagine them. They can happen. Well, you don't necessarily have to have seen them either. You can just well, you can imagine new imagine things. Them. I mean, that's right. the beauty of art and and, right. and a real sure. good imagination. But anyways, so now if you think about what what our brain is, it's it's like it's like a hard drive. It's this huge fucking hard drive that has every single thing. At some point, been it's run through there, okay? And there, it, it's it's basically pretty much endless. It's like a hundred, right, 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 right. It's very large. It's very large. And given um, the right circumstances, you can recall anything that's anything. ever happened so to, your, to you if, in your life. If you if you get yourself into the proper state, yep. you should be able to create. Like, okay, so have you read the Rudy... Here we go with Rudy Rucker again. The, the life box. You know what a life box is? No. I think I explained it once before. Probably. It's, it's a small device that you re, that you carry around with you as an old person or a young person, whatever it may be, and you record all your thoughts about the world and you record what you're doing at the time and you're, you know... And eventually this thing... It, or ask, actually, no, no, that's not, even, that's not even right. I mean, you do that, but you don't sit there and record it consciously... There's little nano computers that it are doing. It asks yeah, you yeah, questions. Yeah. It says, "What would you do in this situation?" You know, just if you're sitting there riding on the bus and you got another, you're kind of bored. You turn this thing on, and it starts asking you questions, and it builds up a personality profile of you of who you are, and eventually it can mimic your personality so perfectly that you give this box to your grandkids, and even if they've oh, never they never met a conversation you, they with know you. who you are, and sure. they will have a conversation with you, and like, that box will answer exactly who. So. As people, we do this. We we have life boxes of everybody we know built inside of us, run through our own personality database and our objective or non-objective, subjective sure um, um, filter 
filter of who this person is. Sure. Yeah. Right. Sure. Not Absolutely. necessarily who they really are, but so, anyways, we build those those people inside of our heads. Yeah. Traveling to the astral plane is perhaps just tapping into, you One know, traveling to the astral plane and talking to your grandfather or me imagining that I met him. You know, I knew it was right about the time. It maybe is just oh, I tapped into who a he synapse. is. And, yep. And, or you could recall and I, and a story a you heard about your I grandfather. Dreamt that I met him and <clears throat> and I just created this thing and and you know what? Then now I'm thinking of like the. Uh, the people that wake up and say, "Oh, there's gonna be a plane crash. There's a plane crash," there, and and I dreamt this plane. Well, you know what? There's a hundred thousand airplanes that fly in the air every day, and there's six billion people well, on the earth. Now, no, think I, I, know, I know, I know. Think about this, okay? I heard a, a a thing the other day. Listen to this. You think a one in a million chance is a, is a pretty big deal? That's that's pretty huge, right? I mean, if you sure, it's a one, sure. if you could yep. buy a lottery ticket and you'd win ten million bucks, and one in a million yeah. chance pff, wouldn't even buy. Okay. Every single day, 5,000 people have a one in a million chance thing happen to them. Sure. I believe that. Yeah, but just think about those numbers. That doesn't blow my mind at all. No, I'm not saying it does, but I'm bringing it back to the point of, oh, I had a dream that this plane was going to crash. Well, you know what? Every day, probably a million people have dreams that planes are going to crash. But now let's wait, wait, let's... That goes on I mean, to I'm like not well, that, that whole thing. That goes but, on to the conversation of uh, like what precognition. That's what that is. Yep. <clears throat> so the well, now that, people. Are we, so we're changing. We're, eh, we're hopping trains. Hopping we're, topic. We're hopping all over hopping the place. Topic. Uh, pre- the hopping topic. There's a number of the people that typically will be that. All right. Let me start over. The, the people that'll say, "Oh, I woke up and I had this terrible dream that the airplane exploded, and then it actually did." Chances are, those people have had that same feeling a thousand times before, before every airplane ride that they've been on, and just one in a million chance they happen to have that chance. or it could be they, that, they don't that think the about people that. that they love were going to be on that airplane and they had that dream because they were like anxious about it and worried about it and it just so happened that the airplane blew up and there there maybe their relatives had never flown before and it was the first time and so they had that dream you know worrying about it so much that oh my gosh that airplane's gonna blow up because you know, you know what? I, see what I'm saying there? Yeah, There's a bunch of different reasons for you that. I'm be, not. I'm not debunking. No, no, no. I, but, uh, but you have to be. Here's the thing. I, precognition. I, I won't debunk it either. I don't really have strong feelings on it one way or the other. But have you ever had a, a like deja vu? Holy shit! I have deja vu. I have all deja the vu time. all the time. But all I don't know time. what that's. I, I, I'll be sitting. Oh man. Uh, I was taking a shit today, and I was like, dude, I totally, I've done this before. I've used this piece of toilet paper before. Okay, I swear. Let me let me tell you my first. When deja I wiped, vu. And I looked at it. It looked just like Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> and I've seen. Oh my god. Let me tell you my first deja vu experience. So I'm doing acid, and I'm doing whippets, and I'm in this park with these girls, and I do the cracker thing, do the whippet thing, and they're just having this menial conversation. Lighting a cigarette and oh, this thing happened at school the other day and and I was like, "You guys, what did you just say?" Oh, I don't know. Just talking about school. no. What did you just say there? What did you just say there? And everything that they said and everything that I was saying, this whole back and forth interaction with them was like, "This I, I dreamt this. This has happened to me before." Now, obviously, that was probably brought about by the effects of LSD and what's in a whippet. It's a uh, carbon dioxide so that's like brain that's all like brain altering shit but that aside so that was like the strongest and like most prevalent experience of deja vu i've ever had but there have been other occasions where just like like 
Oh yeah, you're camping. Like, no, you're yeah, like nothing important. Like, and but it, it's it's more of like, oh, that what you said right there. For me, it's more of like, whoa, okay, this this whole all right, Carrie's in the other room, and 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 I mean, yeah, that happens all the time. But like every once in a while, it just really strikes. But now, do you home find that that's like, when you're wow. like maybe a little overtired? I don't know, because it seems to me like that these. Occasions of deja vu that I have in my adult years, sans the drugs, no drugs in my system. I generally, I'm a little tired. I haven't had sleep in a while. Or, I, I can't or whatever. recall a particular incident. And just, just kind of, and, and and sleep deprivation in itself. And I'm not talking about like total like three days without sleep. I'm just talking about a little overtired. Sleep deprivation in of itself can be like a, a hallucinogen or a mind altering, not substance, oh, yeah. yep. but mind altering yep. well, experience. Altered states. Yeah, yeah. That's what sleep deprivation did to that guy. But anyways, let's go back to that precognition thing just just for a moment. Um, I'm not going to say that it's impossible for that to happen. I don't think I've ever really had a precog, precognitive experience. But when it happens, you have to be suspect of the person that is actually detailing. Like, I had this uh, vision of an airplane exploding, so I told my cousin not to get on, and she didn't get on, and the airplane exploded, and the airplane exploded. You really got to talk to that person. You really got to find out, well, how many times in your life have you thought an airplane is going to explode? Because I swear to God, I've seen some studies or read some stuff where those people that have those experiences and get widely publicized are generally the people that always feel that way. Every time they get on a plane, they think it's going to blow up. And so, well, chances are, I mean, if a plane's going to blow up in your life and and you feel that way, well, yes, that's but then what again, you're going to really if, think about. If, it, like, oh, my God, I knew it was going to happen. What you said it. about him calling up his niece or whatever and saying, don't get on this plane because I dropped it. That niece is probably, oh, yeah, fucking Uncle Crazy Uncle, Uncle Freddy crazy there. Yeah, he, yeah, okay, sure, Uncle Audie, I'll I'll get right <laughs> on that, you know. You know, um, hop. There's a, I think there's a, there's a brand of, of hops. That that actually like there's a there's a causes beer. deja vu. There's a yeah, Vuja hops. Vuja hops. Vuja hops. But again, Vuja hops. I don't want to say that it's not possible for deja. A shout out to uh, deja Captain vu. Trips. Captain Trips. Captain yeah. Trips. If you're listening, Vuja hops. Sweet. I mean, that was like a thing I made up. We made up a long time ago. And Inside I joke. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have yeah. explained it. You should have just let her out. No, I, no, no. It, I we never did explain it. Oh. I don't explain. We don't. In fact, the, the whole name Captain Trips, there's no, there's not really an explanation. And I'm Captain Trips, and he's Captain Trips. We're both Captain Trips. We both call each other Captain Trips. It's Perfect. Like, there's no. I think there's a song about somebody named Captain Trips, isn't there? Captain Jack will get you high tonight. Well, regardless. Anyways, um, ghosts. Recognition. Ghosts. Ghosts. Um, ghosts. Fuck. Ghosts in the Machine. That's Police. Good song. <laughs> it's also a movie. Is it? Oh, Ghosts. You ever in the seen machine? a ghost? Me? Yeah. No. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen a ghost. Do we have a friend? I'm not going to name any names, but a friend of ours, um, Kelly. No, I'm not going to name any names. A friend of ours, Chris. Uh, not going to name any names. Jody. A friend of ours, Jody, had a dream that Jenny. They woke up and there was a ghost. Hey, come here! I got a Zagna for you. I got some good. Hey, where can a guy like me, a guy, a regular guy, get a little action over here? I've had conversations with people who I don't think are crazy who believe that they have seen ghosts. Okay. And uh, I don't know. Well, okay, um, to, to, to go on to that, I think just just as our brain is, is, a, is a wonderland of, of imagination when we're sleeping and we can imagine all these things and create what we believe to be visual images... 
even if our eyes are open. It doesn't matter what's coming into our eyes. It's interpretation of a visual reality that we paint, but it's still just, it's just electrical uh, uh, synaptic connections in the brain. So oh, the brain can overlay anything it wants onto that. It's like, it's like you're, you're it's like you're uh, overdubbing in your brain, overdubbing some, some, um, what is it called? Uh, with, with Vegas video, you're, 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 you're soundtrack you know, to our life. I you know what I'm saying? Superimpose. Superimpose. You superimpose like, like fake things over the top, but it's not actually part of the reality. And our brain can do that. I mean, if and if you know what, I I bet you somehow, I bet you there's uh, somewhere in Microsoft down in the bowels, they are working on this. Where, <laughs> ghosts? No, not ghosts, but where they can somehow tap into the part of the brain that that interprets the visual input into the brain, so that. They can they can have little ads a little penguin. <laughs> what was the movie? It was just a movie where there was a oh the onion. Did you see the onion movie I didn't at Christmas? See the onion movie. Oh my god, it's actually really good. Really good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I was right. sad that that I kept getting dragged outside to smoke cigarettes, which is unfortunate. Which is weird for me because I like smoking cigarettes. But I was like, damn it, I want to go and watch the onion movie because I wanted to. Watch. It was it was good. There was cock puncher dude. Yeah. Funniest yeah, shit yeah. ever. Anyways, so the the uh, the the. The caster, the main newscaster, was getting really pissed off because the parent company, um, like, decided to start advertising their their mascot, which was a penguin. Mm -hmm. And so he's sitting there reading the news. You know, this is so and so for the new radio news. And this little penguin come out with a with a with a trumpet. You know how it is, like Fox News tonight. Homer Simpson will roll around with a donut. Right. When this shit comes. They're Takes probably a working on a screen. way to tap into our brains and do, like, fucking advertising that floats across our oh, eyes. Oh, now you're getting back into the whole corporate... No, I'm talking about overlaying... But that's not a, paranormal. A, what? Overlaying... A, that's a, just fucking crazy. Overlaying a, 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 a past thought or idea onto what you're, you're currently... As an advertisement? Not necessarily an advertisement. Okay, okay, a ghost. okay. Like... You you like you're using that as you're using that as a metaphor. You tap into that that what we were talking about before that pool of of personality that we have stored up of our grandmother or something. Well, we yeah, tap right. into that because something reminds us that our grandmother used to say to us in the current situation that we're in, even if we're not dreaming or whatever. If we're awake, we can okay. So lucid dreaming is you're basically awake. Well, so you can lucidly dream when you're awake and you're conscious and you're walking around. You see something that reminds you of your grammar. Whoops! You open up that 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 uh, refrigerator that contains all the memories from your grandma and whoosh! Maybe you haven't done it for a long time, or you've never done it, and all of a sudden, all these things come out, and on it like superimposes on your field of vision. Not necessarily physically your field of vision, but so your like an brain, illusion. Your brain interpreting the sensory input. Is nothing but nothing but electrical impulses that you interpret as reality, yeah. and it just superimposes on top of that. Could be. I would need acid for that to happen, but no, not necessarily. Never actually had that happen. Not necessarily. For real. But Think now, about it. If you haven't thought about a dead relative for a long time, and all of a sudden, a smell, or or a, a sound, or or a taste that okay, you know, used to eat lime jello <laughs> with pears. pears, and all of a sudden, it's been like when you're. When you're on your deathbed, and all of a sudden, I walk in with a big <laughs> jelly bowl of this, and you're like, "Oh!" All of a sudden, Jack comes. <laughs> you remember Jack or something? Jack something crazy. The dog. And and all of a sudden, there's like a a visual hallucination. You know? I Maybe. mean, 
I'm just now I'm just grasping at straws here, but you but, see what I'm saying. But the story of the ghost where this person who will remain unnamed, uh, it was in the middle of the night. This person woke up supposedly and saw the ghost. So that kind of actually, now that we've been talking about it, leads me back to the whole lucid dreaming thing. You know, maybe this old woman was a grandmother. Maybe a lot of what we're actually talking about is the stuff that comes back from these synapses that just haven't been touched in years. Just electrical misfiring. But he said that, uh, no, there, I gave half of it away. He said, oh, he woke up, he saw this woman, and, you know, he pulled the covers over his head, and then he looked back, and that woman was still there. She wasn't, like, ugly or, like, threatening. She's just standing there looking out the window. But he was just kind of freaked out. Like, why is there this ghost in my house? Like, is this the owner of the house? Or, you know, what's going on? Does she want something? And, you know, he put the... And he I'm was... getting cold over here. He was seriously... I mean, it was... It went... Your air conditioning is right, isn't it? To him, it went beyond the level of just, like, a dream. But maybe it was a lucid dream. Well... I don't know. Maybe it was a ghost. Who knows? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the whole idea of, of like, you know. But now, this is the same person. I don't want to cut you off, but this is the same person who, when he was a teenager living in his first apartment, he had this closet. I never witnessed this on my own, but he would tell me that shit would just, like, fly out of the closet. <laughs> a book would just come flying out. <laughs> and he'd put it back in there, and he'd type it on the computer. <laughs> book would come out. And... Just weird shit would come out of the closet, like unexplainably. He moved out of that apartment, and nothing ever like that happened. Did again. he ever go in the closet? <laughs> Maybe they just like to <laughs> throw shit at him. No, it's like there was a there was a little joke there. Oh, I they must have missed it. it Anyhow, but uh, I, I I don't know. know what this. I mean, what are you making a point? Are you are you? I'm making a point. I'm just I'm just you relaying a little story. Just throwing it out there, personal, like a little personal experience. I don't have any personal experiences with ghosts or anything that I would call paranormal, but I know people who I don't think are crazy, who I think are well-rounded, well-grounded people that have claimed to have uh, paranormal experiences. Here's one. We don't have much time left in this podcast, but oh, another... Damn, f- I was going to explain my... Uh, another friend of ours swears he saw a UFO and doesn't want to talk about it. He swears he was outside. He saw this thing flying Baskin around. Hill. What was it? A couple of years? Like 10, 12, 12, 14, 14 years ago? ago. Baskin Hill. I've, I've, and I've then heard he, first-hand accounts. Baskin Hill, supposedly. He said he chased it for a little bit, then he went back home, and he was just kind of like reluctant to talk about it and kind of dropped it after. Well, I have, I have no... I mean, if if I'm if I'm a little bit of a waffler, flip flopper, unsure about about my, you have no doubt that there's aliens on, out there. I have no doubt. Oh, I mean, this starts a whole other podcast. Well, like, what I have about, no okay. doubt that there's intelligent life, even if it is ourselves, at different, like in the future or something. Time in the bathtub, burning leaves. Uh, well, we developed a form of currency. It's called leaves, but uh, oh, oh, everyone oh. was a millionaire, so we had to burn down all the forests. Yes, right, right. Inflation was crazy. <laughs> yes, but now we're playing Scrabble and with with the, with, uh, the with our ancestors. These aren't your uh, ancestors. They all die. Yes. Okay. Well, we only have a few minutes left, but um, I didn't even get to talk about my. Do you think that aliens have been on this planet? That- uh, you uh, mean like that help build the pyramids or? No, I fuck. I don't care. They they just stop by for a sightseeing tour. Have you ever read Tintin? Uh, yeah. No, you have. Have you read Flight Seven Fourteen? No. All right. 
If we're going to talk about aliens next week, you are going to read Flight 714. I will bring it over. You have to read it. Okay. It's the it's the sweetest fucking graphic novel about aliens that's ever been made. It was but written probably in 1960. Well, let's just throw it out it's there. It's beautiful. Aliens, aliens. Not whether or Flight not they, 714. Not whether or not they've Tintin. built anything Type it or in. abducted any of us. Have has there been an intelligent life form from another planet that's been on this planet? I guess that's a pretty public question. Uh, Do you, I mean, is it conceivable? Is it possible in the well, of course it is. Yes, perceptual yes. world that what you've was, created. What was what was Douglas Adams? Uh, what were they called? They were called buzzers, buzzers? weren't they? The the, the, oh, the, the they the, would they would drive around in like the Mercedes of of uh, spaceships, oh. and they would like put the funny helmets on and then like show up and just land and go, <laughs> and then like climb back up and fly away just to freak people out, just to freak you know because we were like a backwards planet, right? And they knew that would just flip people out. <laughs> they were called well, it wasn't buzzers or it was I don't remember. It was, they had a, he had a particular name that he called them, but the way he described it was just perfect. It was like. Okay. You know, because we were not quite ready for the interstellar travel or whatever. We didn't know, you know, how how the drives worked or whatever. So they would fly. They would like. They had nothing else to do. They were rich aliens, <laughs> rich snobby like aliens, around, and they would. Oh, let's go. Let's go buzz the planet. Let's go buzz the earth. Let's go tip cows. No, let's go. You know, buzz the planet. Yeah, because these lesser <clears throat> lesser life forms will will be freaked out by it. But well, I don't yeah. know. I so now we all right. We got into aliens. Well, I don't... we haven't we haven't finished up the. The whole paranormal thing, though. I mean, no religion. My God, is, we don't have is, much time left in this podcast. Uh, I mean, talk about what what happens after death. Do you think Jesus is paranormal? Should I should I lay out my? I mean, are we gonna are we gonna do a religious podcast? Maybe I'll maybe I'll wait. I think you should save it. All right, you should save because I, I have, got, a, I have a definite theory about um about what what uh, what what really happens and and what. What we really, what I mean, between the spiritual and the and the uh, the the physical world, you know how how it keeps going and and how it. All right, so perfect. uh, Anyways, yeah. Next week, Eric tells you what happens when you die. You'll just have to wait till then. I've got sunshine. So seriously, um, I don't know if we made a mockery of ourselves, the paranormal community, or. If we just said a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't make any sense, I will have to say one thing though that that uh, that zeppelin in your pants is the biggest one I've ever seen. It's huge and it's it's on fire. Are actually. you are you happy to see me? Or is that, <laughs> are you that just, a zeppelin in your pants? Are you just planning to go across the Atlantic? I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, yeah. Oh.